Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, it's it's uh, you know it's getting on past late here in uh, sunny San Francisco. Actually, it's quite rainy. I've just discovered, uh, but here in San Francisco, uh, I've just flown home from. Dev Nexus, which is a, you know, arguably the largest Java community conference um, outside of Spring One in in the United States, right? Um, it, and usually this event is a huge event, and this year was no different. But it wasn't nearly the, you know, it's obviously it's the pandemic, right? So it's not nearly the levels it was, you know, twenty. Actually, twenty twenty. Actually, one of the largest conferences I was in right before we withdrew from public life in uh, March of 2020 was DevNexus. And, you know, it was much, much bigger an event then than it is now. But either way, it's um, it's a big event. And I was I was really excited to go. I was really excited to have the opportunity to go back. Um, this is the first I just got back from my first in-person show. Um, my first in-person show, my first business conference, my first business trip since March of 2020. And by the way, that sentence, I cannot believe I get to utter that sentence. I wanted to, I just, I, sometimes I forget my own good luck, you know? I try not to be an ass, so asshole about it, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to be, um, you know, uh, you know, I want, I want to, I want, I, I should be, more humble, you know. I, I'm more grateful. I I try to be grateful, but it sometimes it eludes me. And just as I uttered the sentence, I, it just occurred to me, like goodness, you know, like how lucky am I? I, I got to. I want to thank Tanzu. I want to thank the VMware team uh, for for giving me the space, you know, to get back on a plane when I felt uh, it was uh, safe. You know, they were they let me be cautious and careful and. Um, uh, and, uh, I, you know, nobody told me to go to the show. I, this is me. I just wanted to go to the show and they were supportive, but they didn't, it, it's been, you know, March of 2020, it's been more than two years since I got on a plane for a business trip. And I just think, you know, my goodness, what a, what, what a wonderful company I work for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, VMware for that. And, uh, for, for having our backs, you know, they, 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 they did everything, absolutely everything they, they could to make sure none of us were put in danger um, during the pandemic, right? They, it was amazing, absolutely amazing experience. And I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about that today. But uh, anyway, this is my first business conference since March of 2020. And I'm sure you all know, I, I, you know, March of 2020, we all lived through that, right? In the United States, March of 2020 was a big deal. Uh, in the rest of the world, like in Asia, um, you know, <laughs> late December, early January, 2020, and then early February 2020, that was also a big deal, right? But for here, for us in the United States, March of 2020 is when things got local, right? Um, and I remember, I mean, my 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 we we pulled my daughter out of uh, high school. She was in ninth grade, uh, and my partner she quit her job uh, because she had to go to work. You know, it was an in-person kind of thing. It wasn't a services or software kind of thing. It was a thing you have to do on the spot, right? And I have asthma and I, it's, you know, a respiratory virus for which there were no known treatments and no understandable, understood, uh, like pathways for cures and whatever. It was not a, not a risk we could all take. So she quit her job and, 
uh, you know, I, I'm lucky. My team, my, my company, my fearless, wonderful, amazing uh, boss, uh, Tasha Eisenberg, they were all just, you know, amazing. The whole company, it just, they, we, we all understood. Like, it's, we got to protect each other here. This It's time to, time to cancel your flights, stay home, avoid the virus, be safe, you know? And, um, uh, anyway, that was, that was a crazy moment. And I can't believe it's already been more than two years. I, I, I have some amazingly wonderful memories from the last two years, but also some horrible ones. I mean, obviously, just like anybody that lived through this last insane few years, right? It's been two and a half years for some people on the planet of dealing with this plague, you know? And, um, so this trip was absolutely insane, um, to me. It was just nuts. It was, a I went to the I, I, I went to the airport in an Uber at 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning in uh, here in California in San Francisco. I arrived in Atlanta around three o'clock in the afternoon Atlanta time, which is three hours ahead. Um, uh, and this is Wednesday, right, of this week. And as I record this, it's very late on Thursday. It's 11 p.m. Thursday, and uh, I got there just in time to get to the hotel, clean up, and then head out for dinner, where I met. Spring Cloud co-founder and living teddy bear Spencer Gibb, uh, and I, 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 I'll tell you now. I just, I choked up. I choked up. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was staring at a person who I adore, who's been a friend for you know as long as he's been on the team. He's just been amazing to me and a, a, a wonderful person and just one of the most giving, generous, brilliant uh, engineers out there. And so he met me at the hotel, and it's just. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I actually pinched him. I couldn't believe it was actually him. You know, I hadn't seen most. I, I had. I see. I think I saw one or two spring team engineers in two years. Right, two plus years. I mean, it's absolutely unthinkable to me because I used to see all. Of, I used. I used to see people all the time. So here was Spencer Gibb, and I choked up. Right, Spencer's one of the good ones. He people. He's he's, you know, he's amazing. And I was just. It was so great to be able to. Say, that was my first familiar face. Uh, and from there, it just got better, you know? I mean, um, or it was, uh, not better, but it was more of the same. You know, I had more of the same wonderful experience. One familiar friend after another. Spencer Gibb first, and then uh, Mark Fisher, Oleg Zorokuski, Alberto Rios, Joe Granja, uh, Josh Cummings, Matt Rabel, Josh Warden, and like a million other spring team and Java champion uh, cohorts. You know, just amazing people that I've known for years and I've worked with, and I've just, I'm just so, so happy to see them, you know? Um, people from the, from the Tanzu, the spring and the adjacent Java communities. It was just, ah, uh, yeah, I, I still can't believe it actually happened. It was like a dream. I, I gotta tell you, it was like a dream. Uh, I managed to get to bed by 2 a.m. on Thursday, right? So it's earlier today, but in Atlanta, which I suppose would have been 11 a.m. Uh, sorry, uh, 11 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So, you know, I was up at five, I was up at 3 a.m. Pacific time. And I went to bed by 11 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never thought about that, actually. That's a, that was a really long day. That That's not good at all. So, uh, and then I was up and at him by 8 o'clock Eastern time, which, again, would have been 5 a.m. Um, Pacific time. So that was a solid six hours. Cleaned up, checked out of the hotel, went to the Dev, to went to Dev Nexus, which is a phenomenal show, like I say. And there I saw like a million people. <laughs> it was, I was just crazy. I, just a deluge, one after the other of familiar faces and people I hadn't seen in so long. Uh, and I just wanted to have like an hour long talk with, you know, conversation with, with each and every one of them. I just, 
I was uh, swimming in the in the the rush of uh, of joy. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it. I was just I couldn't get an I, I was absorbing it. You know, but I had a I had some talks to give, and so I couldn't quite manage that. But uh, uh, you know, it was it was great. It was the best. It was the absolute best thing ever. Um, so I gave two talks, one on uh, edge services, and then another one on uh, Spring Boot and GraalVM, uh, both of which were well attended, thankfully. And um, I I'll tell you, I had stage fright. It was bizarre. I I've given talks to like literally tens of thousands of people, like at the same time, online, since the pandemic descended. And goodness knows, I've given talks to large audiences before the pandemic. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I used to give, you know, hundreds of talks every year, right? It, it's hundreds of talks. I mean, very few people in the world speak to groups of audiences that frequently, um, I would hazard, you know, I would guess, but I did. Uh, and, and I was, I had no, I've never ever had even the remotest twinge of hesitation or, you know, um, being ill at ease on a stage. It's just, I've always been very comfortable there. But this one, this is my first in-person on stage show since March of 2020, uh, since before the pandemic, since before the virus, you know, and I gotta tell you, I, <clears throat> as I talk to you now, it just gives me goosebumps. I mean, my, my mouth goes dry. I couldn't believe it. I was, it was like the first time I'd ever given a public talk again. Um, I hope it was okay, but I, 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 it was so weird. I've given a million talks during the pandemic, but it was all online, you know? Um, and, uh, I don't know. This was different. I, I, maybe it was not, maybe it wasn't stage fright. I don't know what it was, but I had hesitation and I was halting. I, I couldn't believe it was happening. I was, I just looked at myself from without, you know, and, uh, and kind of observed myself in action. It was very weird, a very strange sight indeed to, uh, to behold. Um, but great, you know, it was a wonderful privilege, obviously, and it was great to be on stage again and to be in front of an actual audience again and to hear laughter because if you're doing these online conferences, you can't hear what you can't see or hear the audience, you know, you don't know what's happening. And so this is great. You know, it was it was so nourishing. It was good for the soul. I've missed making people laugh and hearing them laugh, you know, um, I'm usually pretty fearless, but this time I was like I said, there's I, uh, two years, two and a half years, and two years and some change. Uh, it humbles you, you know. Um, so, so thank you to everyone who's, who turned up for my talks. I, it was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and then it was over. My two hours of work in Atlanta were done, and uh, and then I made my way out of the conference venue to catch my three thirty p.m. Atlanta flight. And this was no small task in its in of itself. It was like. 2019 all over again people you know swarming me coming over to say hi uh people wanting selfies people just just amazing amazing things that i used to take for granted that were just so amazing i don't know I, there's no words fail me i couldn't believe that this was my life you know i couldn't believe uh that these amazing people were there and that somehow they still remembered me you know i i don't I don't know how or why, but I really appreciate it, man. I, I that was best. That was the best thing ever. I, I missed it. Um, it took me like half an hour just to leave the, the auditorium, the, the conference venue. It was such a crazy experience, but thank you. 
Thank <clears throat> thank you for everybody who who uh yeah, thank you for a wonderful wonderful time. Um I left the venue with a dry mouth, like I say, utterly shook. Uh and I just turned my attention to the work of getting home, right? It's going to be a long, long journey. Uh, and uh, United, the airline, has trimmed down a lot of their routes during the pandemic, understandably, obviously, right? There's no business uh, when there's no business. So so there was no direct flight to San Francisco from Atlanta that I could find. Everything sort of routed through hubs like Denver or Houston. Um, I flew to I flew via Denver on the on the way to Atlanta, and I flew through Houston on the way home. Uh, and and journey if you as the crow flies if you took like a a beeline from San Francisco to Atlanta it's like four hours and some change. I've done that flight a million a million times, you know. And and yet this somehow took nine hours. <laughs> um, it's a lot longer than I than I remember it. And and. and you know, at a time when I would least like to be stuck in a uh, a flying sardine can with recirculated COVID tainted air, uh, wearing a mask over my mouth, uh, you know, they prolonged it. You know, it was, it, instead of being four and a half hours, it was nine hours of that. Um, it wasn't great. I don't. I didn't love it. I mean, obviously, I, you know, the mask. I I, I couldn't. I couldn't cinch the mask up tight enough, you know. I really, I really, really, really didn't want to get COVID again. Um, but uh, but anyway, anyway, it was fine, I guess. I got, I was lucky enough to get upgraded for whatever reason. I don't know why. I have no idea. But uh, United, the airline, um, has still retained my status. I've flown one flight per year in the last two years, right? I've flown one trip, uh, one, you know, both to Hawaii. I took with the girls to Hawaii two different times. One in twenty twenty one and one in 2022 right um and so those and those are personal pro, you know vacation trips so i've i did both of those and um basically I, I haven't given them a lot of business you know not at all right and so i don't understand i'm still global services uh, global services for, the, for those of you who don't know is a uh, like invitation only top tier status on on united right i, I used to fly 650,000 or more miles a year. That's a million kilometers uh, for the rest of the world, right? That is a lot of airplane travel. That meant that um, I'm up there in the top less than 1% of flyers on the planet, you know, um, much less than 1%, right? It, it was an insane, insane amount of business and an insane amount of travel and being away from my family and getting on a plane and being home for like not but three weeks or four weeks per year was just normal and so to go from that to like absolute nothing you know it was crazy and then to still have status which i don't feel i've earned you know to still have that amazing status um and you know when i got back on the plane i got upgraded i got upgraded for uh, my legs to and from so I, I that was really great and so you know thank you united that was great i don't you know it was nice it was nice to be back on a on a plane and um you know, we'll see what happens in four days or five days. If I if I have COVID again, uh, my my opinion of this trip will have changed uh, dramatically. But if I don't, well, you know, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, right? Um, so we'll see what we'll see what happens, right? I'm tired, but overwhelmed with how amazing it was to see everyone and to get on a plane and to to do all those things that I used to just take for granted. This the pandemic separated people. You know, it kept us apart. 
It'll be hard to overstate how terrible this virus has been for our generation. During the pandemic, my fearless leader, Tasha Eisenberg, greatly expanded our team. She knows how to hire the best, and for whatever reason, she's let me stay there as well. And and she uh, and former teammate Paul Tchaikovsky, who I, who we all miss dearly, he's still alive, don't get me wrong, he's just no longer part of the team, um, uh, brought on Tiffany Jernigan, right, who is a legend. She's one of the people you should be paying attention to. She joined uh, our team, our, our humble developer advocacy team during the pandemic, and I wasn't sure if we'd ever get to meet in person, right? In 2021, however, she came to San Francisco and, you know, we, we, we met up for the first time. And it was great because we had um, a lot of interactions online, obviously, you know, during the pandemic. And, uh, um, uh, you know, she taught me a lot of stuff. She's been uh, kind of a mentor for a lot of things, Kubernetes. Um, so I, I was just really excited when she came to San Francisco. I wanted to return the favor and to show her around and just to make her feel as welcome as a, as as humanly possible. And uh, we had a blast, just an amazing good time, right? She's even since returned to San Francisco uh, for business. You know, for we 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 do online talks and we collaborate and all that stuff, and also just for fun, right? She's a friend. She's become a real friend. So she's stayed at my place and uh, my my better half and partner Tammy and my daughter Kimley. Uh, love Tiffany and her partner Jake. Somehow, despite her better judgment, she's become a, a friend and uh, um, and and obviously she remains a teacher. So you can imagine how excited I was to have her on today's show. We recorded this one episode in the same room, breathing, breathing the same oxygen. It was wild. This episode uh, was super special to me for all, all of the above reasons, right? Uh, but also because it was a really good uh, episode. If you want to understand how Tanzu, where two of the three co-founders of Kubernetes, uh, view the ecosystem and the technology, Tiffany has years of experience working on cloud infrastructure and teaching people at the highest echelons of technology. I learned a ton, um, not just about Kubernetes, but also my own my own company's um, product vision. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful to her for this episode. I hope you enjoyed. This is a new one. Right? I haven't I haven't done this in years. I haven't had a, a guest in the same physical location. Loca yeah, yeah. Like, so I can weird. actually poke you. Ah, it's not Facebook. It's not right. I wonder if Facebook still has that as an option. I wouldn't know. I don't. I gotta. I've been. I'm one of those people that should think about getting. I want to delete my Facebook. I just haven't had the time. It's not even like. I don't even have. Uh, like it's it, like you know how some people use it to keep connections to mm -hmm. those who I just don't I don't even have that I have family but I have phone numbers too so it works out okay you know like yeah I use it actually a lot to keep like to keep in contact with people on messaging because oh messenger that's yeah, a pretty useful app exactly like mm. if you don't have a Facebook account you can't use the messaging parts so I don't think but yeah so I use it for messaging people because it's it's especially useful when you don't feel like dealing with SMS when people like Mario Give me crap for yeah. having an Android phone. Well, that is a it, it, iMessage is pretty good. It's pretty neat, and it's very satisfying to see that blue like blue checkbox next to people's. There's the equivalent of that for Android. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't have like a blue checkbox or anything like that, but it it, it shows hey, 
like message has been seen, etc. It's basically the same thing, but just for Android only phones. Uh, it's like iMessage, except used by more people and probably more features. I don't know about more. Mm. No, it's, I wouldn't say more features. Like, say even just like someone with an iPhone reacts to a SMS I send, and it actually writes the text. It, 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 yeah, it's like bashful or liked or whatever yeah. the weird thing is. It doesn't it's, show the emoji. It started showing some of the emojis. Really, tapbacks? They call them tapbacks in the yeah. iOS world. Oh, that the well, first of all. I, I remember working at a company, uh, you know, 15 years ago, and uh, it, the office was all blue, lots of blue, right? And I, it's like a common tech thing. I don't know. This was in Arizona, you know. Well, I just meant blue and tech, not necessarily buildings, but blue and tech. Sure. But, and so I was like, why is it blue? Because this is a company that dealt with the processing of, and the ingest and the processing of video, yeah, mm -hmm. at scale. So we were doing massive uh, NAS infrastructure you know this is before this is before and then coincident with aws and s3 right like the arrival of so and even if we like i wonder even now if it would have made sense to use those things because we we're dealing with you know many ter each customer was terabytes and terabytes of of uh, video assets mm -hmm. you know you'd need to you'd have people would bring in boxes like movies and assets and video and they'd we'd, we'd ingest them we'd take their like vhs and their video and their, their film and their whatever and using whatever machinery was required, take their assets, get it into a video format, mm -hmm. and then it went into a processing grid. Now, the question is, how would it go from our local center where people were ingesting these, onboarding these assets, basically, into storage, right? Mm -hmm. They had to be available for storage so people could get to them. So we did that all in the same uh, location, right? The, the NAS was in the back room, basically. Um, and so if people wanted to access the website, they could, but it was being, ser it was serving assets coming from that SAN, mm -hmm. you know? Um, uh, and uh, I, I kind of wonder now, like, what would it be like to upgrade, to upload people's video? How many, what, what kind of fiber would you need to handle oh, thousands man. of these people? Gotta ask Google. Stuff? Yeah, any who's will be, that office was all blue. Cause there's a lot of people doing video assets and movies and whatever, like, why is it blue? It's all blue, you know? And, and apparently blue is a color that fosters creativity. Right. Interesting. And and that blue that you get from iOS, the iMessage mm -hmm. blue and a phone number is, you know, part of the cult and not <laughs> like one of the unwashed Android uh, types, you know, like me. Yeah, exactly. The heathens, the plebs. Uh, so when you get that satisfying blue, it's like, oh, it's creative. I remember that experience. And I remember being uh, very creative, but not able to think of a way to efficiently get data into the cloud <laughs> uh, and therefore needing to keep it on prem. Uh, any who's will be. Is that why you have blue glasses and a blue shirt? No, actually, did you? I, I have two pairs of glasses. Did I tell you about this? I did, don't know. I have. Wait, is it here? Uh, da, 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 da. Is it? Do you see it behind the? Is there like a? I glasses see a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, no, a glasses case. No. Oh well, the, it's around here somewhere. Basically, this is this blue pair of glasses is. Coded to be resistant against the radiation you get from monitors and sunlight and all that, right? So if you're staring at a screen a lot, you've got a lot of radiation bouncing back into your eyes. This rejects a lot of that. It's like a mirror, Blue right? filter type stuff. Yeah, but it's not great when you're doing videos. No. Because you can't yeah. see your eyes, right? Like it's just glare. So I have another pair of glasses, same prescription, same lens, same same everything except no no UV. And I use that when I'm recording my videos. Uh, and it's, you know, stupid... Can't believe I, like, I have sunglasses, and I have I have three pairs of glasses in my life. 
one of which I use, you know, for a few hours a week. It'd be funny if your sunglasses also looked the same. No, except I, for with like darker lenses. I got it. These are very flimsy. They're they they're they're solid, but they look flimsy. They they look thin and whatever. And for whatever I for whatever reason, I just don't, you know, I, like when you're. I have Ray Bans for the. Uh, mm, yep. Sunglasses. Me too. Yeah, those are nice. They feel rugged. I don't know. I could get. Mine are like the aviator style or whatever. Yeah. Oh, President doesn't President Biden wear aviators? I have no those, idea. Those look cool. He looks cool in those glasses, right? Like. <laughs> And the fact that he thinks he looks cool, it makes me love him even, like even more, you know, just because he's, it, did you ever see that there's a video of him and uh, President Obama? Like he's, it was a joke, of course, but, but, but also, was it a joke? We'll never know, right? There, it's the two of them sat there and President Biden is sitting there with like five different types of aviators, whatever, on the table. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. It's hilarious. Like, I, I think I saw that. I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, uh, this is uh, when he was just. Vice President, President uh, Obama, and Vice President Biden, aviator glasses, video. I think it was, was it for like the, um, let's see. Hmm. <coughs> Is this more recent? This looks like it, right? So they're all wearing aviators. Um, yeah, see, look, he's got a bunch of glasses there on oh this table. Gosh. Couch Commander, if you Google Couch Commander, there's a video. This is like from, this is obviously, you know, five, six years ago. It was like towards the end of the uh, President Obama President Obama's administration. It was hilarious. I guess this, we're adding this to our, like, to-watch list. We still have to finish <laughs> watching Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. And uh, what's the, Ted 2. Ted 2. And also that, um, gosh, what was the one we watched? We saw it, the un... Illuminated, no, uh, un. Mm. Um, what's the? I don't remember. It was we were, we were we were watching a bunch of trailers last night with one with Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I vaguely, yeah, little mistakes were made. Well, at least we remember who was in it, so we can. Yeah, and out. I think I even sent a text. I'll I'll dig it up later. It has, it's not all that germane to what we're talking about now. <laughs> anyway. <But, laughs> anywho, yeah, exactly. So. Um, blue, I like blue. Let's go blue. Come on, get get join the blue team. Get that. Get an I iPhone. I feel like the majority, like there's a higher number of people who like blue than pretty much any other color, and I've noticed that most people with blue eyes tend to favor blue as their favorite color. You know, so I have blue eyes and blonde hair. You wouldn't believe it now. My hair's like darker brown, but I was a I was a blonde boy as a kid, and I have blue eyes, and uh, we have a much much higher uh, prevalence of of macular degeneration, right? And so. You know, I, my my thinking is I just want to see as much as I can while I can because it's going to go away sooner rather than later, you know. Uh, so I like if I like blue, darn it, that's my right. You can enjoy green for the rest of your long life, but I only get <laughs> I only got another 20 or 30 years before it goes away. Uh, anywho, I don't know why we got on the little bit about phones. Uh, we've established, Tiffany, that you are team Android. And, uh, and that's it. Can well, you tell us? Well, I'm considering uh, iPhone for the next one. I used, well, that's a different story. I used Android. I did. It was great. Like, there's no question. It was really, really great. I, I had the um, the, the second generation. Like, there was the there was the first ones that weren't from Google. The first Android devices. There was actually an Android device with a with a keyboard. Oh, yeah. The very first one. I, I like. I briefly pondered getting that one. This is like 2008, and then 
like a few months or years, I don't know, the second generation, the Google came out with the, was it called the Pixel? No. No, that's the current is it, is one. Is that the new one? It was the Nexus. Nexus S. Yeah, I had the Nexus S, not the first one. I had the Nexus S, which is the second generation. Yeah, and that was one of the best phones I've ever owned, right? But but it was obviously the early days, you know, and at the time, it it was where iOS was. You know, iOS, whatever the second generation of that was, versus, or the third generation, I guess, by that point, versus uh, the second generation of Nexus S, you know? So this is, like, at most a couple of years into the iPhone, Android debate and race and all that. And that Nexus S was super, man. I, like, super comma, man. Like, it was, I could, I could, you know, good camera. It wasn't, I mean, back then, the cameras mm. were all terrible, but it was good relative to its time. The battery was okay. It was fast. There was no, it was AOTS, right? It, it always cracks me up that there's a distinction in the Android community. Like, just like we talk about Kubernetes and, and Linux these days, you talk about like the open source stuff, the stock standard open source stuff yeah. versus like the distributions, yep. right? In iPhone, there's none of that. You just have iOS. There's no like clean, ad-free, virus-free version of iOS versus the one you get yeah. from your vendor. It's just, they're all the same, right? Um, but Nexus S was like promising to be AOTS, you know, Android open source release, you know, mm -hmm. technology. I don't know. What, I don't know what the, is it AO? No, maybe it's. I don't remember. AOS, Android Open Source. At, at this point, it almost sounds like AOL. AOL? AOL. AOL, yeah. No, the AT, gosh, what was that called? There was an a, the Android Open Source. I don't even know what you would look up. AOSP, maybe? No. There, the Android, there, there used to be a distinction. There's an... Um, Android, AOSP, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, Nexus S at the time was, it was a big deal because by that point, there was a, a, a number of different vendors that had gotten handsets in the market. And Google was like, well, hey, we're going to make it, we're going to just offer this thing that is like devoid of anything mm -hmm. but just clean, lean, uh, nice, cram box looking, you know, Android, right? I was like, I'm all aboard. I was, at the time, I was using Linux, you know, my, my primary operating system was Linux, right? And uh, so I, I loved it. It was a great phone. Great. My and first phone, my first not flip phone was an iPhone. It was the first gen iPhone. I had actually. the first iPhone, yeah. but then I went to, because I wanted to, you know, I, like, I don't, I didn't love the walled garden of Apple, you know? Yeah. I mean, who? nobody does. Nobody likes a walled garden, but, you know, yeah. uh, like, on the other hand, it is hard. It's inarguable that when it all works together, it's really nice, you know? Mm -hmm. And right now there's no really, you know, I can, I can, I still have trouble getting a printer in my Linux operating systems these days, you know? Uh, you know I have a printer at home that I still need to set up. Yeah, it, it's not great, right? Like, so I, I love the Apple ecosystem now. Mm -hmm. And I, in 2011, I bought my first Mac. When did you buy your first Mac? Like, well, I'm I, sure you had, them given to you at I've never bought one. Oh, smart. The yes. last laptop that I bought was a Lenovo ThinkPad with like the touch screen and the pen so I could like draw on wow. it and that was in college. So let's see, I bought that probably twenty ten. So that's the last like regular like laptop I bought. And then I bought a Surface Pro. Those for are good. In 2018 or something like that. 
Surface Pros are another one that are like really compelling. You know, those are fat. You can get a really beefy, you know, flip flippable, great drawing screen, touchpad. I mean, just an amazing device. Yeah. Fast too. They have some that are like crazy, crazy fast. You know, but I've just become you know, you know that Kool Aid is so so sweet. It's so good. <laughs> I love my Kool Aid. You know, I, I am deep into that Kool Aid because it, well, first of all, I, I didn't. I the reason I you know what you know when I bought my first uh, Apple device. Hmm. Right after Steve Jobs died. Oh. Right? Because okay. they, they put in Tim Cook. I, I think he's a far sight nicer human being than uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was, you know, provably a gifted marketing and idea person, right? Uh, uh, and he understood users and he had empathy for users. But I, I didn't really approve of the way he ran mm-hmm. his family or his business, you know? So I was like, I you know, giving that person more money versus supporting Linux. And I liked Linux a lot. And I, I'd use Linux for, you know, 2002, right? So I, you know, nonstop. I, I didn't use anything but Linux until 2011. Um, and then I bought my, as soon as he passed away and they put in Tim Cook, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I've been using Macs at work, you know, for on and off for different companies and all that. And I went out and bought my first Mac, Mac you know? Yeah. Um, for me, um, my parents were both Microsoft people. They both used to work at Microsoft. Microsoft's so great. at one point, like my dad was like, Microsoft, Microsoft only products. So actually, so my first iPhone was from my cousin as a congrats, you got into college type thing. Aww. So that was really nice. Um, the first Apple product I bought actually were iPads for my parents. Aww. I bought my parents multiple, like, I, I think I've gotten my mom one or two iPhones as well <sighs> over the years, but I still haven't. The only. Apple product I've bought my Apple products I guess I've bought myself are like AirPods and actually maybe it's just AirPods. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I, I need to I've bought my parents more phones than myself. So I need maybe maybe my next phone I'll do something more than a three hundred and fifty dollar Google Pixel four A. So the Google the Microsoft Vision was exactly what I wanted. My, uh, Bill Gates, you know, he talked about the stuff that I wanted, which was, can you know, complete integration with everything. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like everything, it would just be one experience where you'd go from mobile to what to some other surfaces, you know. And uh, at the time, I don't think we had the words for tablet, but I just remember seeing him talk about that in the '90s. It was it was very like it's all connected. It's all going to be one big cohesive mesh of like computing. And I just like oh, I'm all bored, you know. <laughs> but they never delivered. It to this day, Windows just runs on your desktop you know windows mobile is what's that you know yeah there's that one person still using it and uh you know the steve bomber years were not great for that initiatives either they got like the coolest thing one of the coolest thing to my mind that microsoft has ever done Mm -hmm. azure microsoft azure right Mm -hmm. it's amazing i'm a huge fan but they didn't really give me that exciting possibility of like i'm gonna take something that's on here and then take it elsewhere and then apple did somehow right um, so yeah, Apple, like now I can write something in here, copy some text, go to my phone, hit paste. Yeah. I just learned about that a couple of days ago. That's crazy. That's so cool. I, I, you just saw right now I had to, I dismissed a phone, a phone call. Somebody's Is it the ramen? <laughs> yeah. It's probably the food. Uh, I just, I dismissed a phone call on my watch, but before I got to a chance to dismiss it, it was ringing on my iPad. Right, like, and it would start ringing here too if I didn't have focus. I, I can turn off focus. I can say do not disturb. Right, like it's just really, really integrated. Um, 
I, I, I like that. You know, I just like that. Yeah. that and that, airdrop, uh, that's pretty cool. Airdrop is magic. Although I think that's just, I don't know what that is. Airplay is pretty magic to me. But airdrop, that's just going to be like Bluetooth or something, right? Like a, It's a lot faster, at least, than me trying to use like the Bluetooth part, app thing on Mac to send to my phone. Oh, uh, yeah. That is very slow and sad, but... <laughs> so sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know. And I also definitely... Like, we were about to start talking about not phones and whatnot, and then oh. I accidentally detoured us right back on there. That's okay. We're going to avoid that. It's okay. We... Uh, so, okay, we've established your Tiffany and your team uh, Google for now. For now. That's okay. Android's awesome, as we just established. Who can you... So, I don't butcher it. Who, who else are you? What, what else... How would you describe yourself? Oh, gosh. In, um, in 5,000 words or less. <laughs> Very short. Uh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am, but... Um, <laughs> what? It's like... <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, you're short. Wait. <laughs> The five one ever ever. Oh, I thought quarter. you were saying f very short for the five thousand words limit. Oh no 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 and no! You're literally actually talking about, short. I I thought you were said very short because of the words, and then, and then I said, and then I laughed, and then you said because I am, and I thought you were making a, a joke about your height, but the whole thing was about the height. Oh, I just see this now. You're not yeah. that short. I mean, my dog's shorter, for example. You know. Um, yes, that is true. I have seen dogs that are taller than me, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> I've seen dogs that are taller than me, though. I've seen some great Danes that are like, well, probably not now, but I saw some when I was a kid that were like horses to me, you know? I remember there was a great Dane that lived in my neighbor's yard. Yeah, I was seeing someone walk around the other day where, like, the the dogs, like, the top of the dog was at the waist level of the person. And I was just like, they have the same length of legs. This is oh, so weird. What is going so on? crazy. But, yeah, uh, let's see. Me. Uh... I don't know. Um, I mean, I like I like photography. I, yeah. I think it's really fun. It's my top hobby. I. And what, what's her name? Tiffany Jernigan. Jernigan. Okay. You like photography? Go on. <laughs> um, let's see. I should I start with my whole how I got into tech type of stuff story? Well, yeah. I mean, well, well, so what, what do you what, what do you do? Me? Let's work backwards. What All do you right. do? I am a developer advocate for Tanzu and Kubernetes stuff. So I work with you, yay! You poor schlub. I always <laughs> this is and the, the next the next obvious question right right after that is why why haven't you quit? Like why would you join? You you had some choices. Like I, to my mind, it's like I you could join the Tanzu uh, developer advocacy team and work with um, me, or you you could like become CEO of Google or Apple or something. And and I don't understand. <laughs> Why you're still here? You're too good, and I don't know why it is you delude yourself. I mean, I could say the same thing, but yeah. Nope, that's not true. Um, that's a factual lie. <laughs> um, so I guess let's see. So, like coming in in the first place, um, I had like I was previously talking to uh, Craig and Joe, and Craig McClucky and Craig, Joe Beta, both yeah. of them have been on the show. Good. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so back in the Heptio days, uh, Craig was asking if I was interested in joining there. At that point, I was at Amazon, not really considering other things. Um, so later, when I, uh, several years in, decided, hey, I'm gonna start like looking at other jobs again, um, reached out to them, and they passed my resume along to Richard Stroder. Right. Oh. And then like I found out that the, the team that he had, which has our awesome manager, Tasha Eisenberg. Right, the, um, the one and the only. Yes, Mother Dragons. 
Um, basically, I realized that that was a team that I actually had known a ton of people from previously in the, when it was Pivotal. Right. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I, I mean, most of these people, most actually every one of those people had already left by that point in time because it's been years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it just, people I don't come know, and go every single it. person that I talked to during my interview was just so freaking cool and so nice. And just like, I was just like, wow, this is like, this is amazing. Yeah. And it's just been that way this entire time. As we've been growing and everything, it's just like every single freaking person that joins is just like such a cool person and very smart and so personable. Yeah. And yeah, I just I really like everyone. I like him. I, I think I feel the same. Can we have just a brief moment for a brief moment of appreciation for Tasha Eisenberg? Oh, what a legend. Okay. Anyway. I get to meet her for the first time at uh, Spring One Tour Chicago at oh. the end of this month april april 2022 as we record this people uh great minds two giants who are very short <laughs> <laughs> yes well, uh tasha and i are the same height yeah oh really yeah oh my goodness so you joined during the pandemic yes march 2020 march 30th 2020 <laughs> uh i yeah and and i've really it's been great to work with you for me uh, just because there's this deadly virus raging over there and suddenly all of our work was like home, you know, home mm-hmm. work. It's not homework. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was, it was just super cool because I, I don't know, like, I don't know uh, why you, again, I, I, I have no idea why you would stoop so low as to join our team, but I, I think it was great, and we had a, a guy named Paul at the time, oh, Paul Trakowski, who we we all liked I miss a lot. Paul. Um, yeah, me too, and uh, and I know he was, uh, uh, you know, working with you a lot. And I was just like, ah, you know, I got to chat with you peripherally uh, about this, that, and the rest, but not all that much because he was more in the. He was the only other primarily focused Kubernetes person. Yeah, me. exactly. There you go. Um, and uh, so I, when he left, it's like, well, you know. That's a bummer, but at least we. I felt I. I felt sad because he was funny and he was nice, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't feel like we had a gap in the team because we had you, right? Aww. Like uh, technologically, there was somebody. He, you are both, you know, more than qualified to talk to the whole getting to production and Kubernetes story, right? Which I love, right? So I, I was just very glad you're here. I was. I've been very glad for ever since you got here. You seem cool, and then yeah, you think so much higher of me than I do. So sorry, what? I'm glad, like, you, you think so much harder of me than I do, so I, I'm glad that there's somebody that feels this way, because I, I don't feel this way about myself. You should, we're, we're also, I mean, and so you mentioned Tasha, right, mm-hmm. and obviously she's a big Tiffany fan, right, that's just like, you know, we're all, we're all uh, Tiffany stands, right, like that's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing, so you're gonna meet her, I can't believe it, that's mm-hmm. right, you joined in the middle of the pandemic, therefore you haven't actually gotten to, I've, I only just saw her. A minute ago, I, you and I were talking about maybe you coming down to... Yeah, but of course, I procrastinated and set up my CCAD date for the right No, time. this was actually our fault, because I don't think... Uh, Tasha didn't give us a huge... No, I know. Warning, yeah. I, okay. had, I knew... Well, I mean, I knew as much as, like, I had enough time to, like, put it at a different time, but that was, uh, like, I signed up for for the last possible date, because okay. I was like, I don't have time to do a retake, so right. I guess I'm just gonna put it for this last possible moment. Okay, well, it worked out because you ended up, can I spoil it? Yeah. You passed, which is so awesome. Um, and you gotta teach me now, you gotta help yes. me, because I don't know, like, uh, I can get, you know, 
I can yaml if I need to, you know. Luckily, only like part of what you actually have to do directly on CCAD is YAML. A lot of it is being able to or like just use the command line of kubectl of like create deployments. And then, yes, you do have to do some finagling of YAML, but it's but not But do they give you terrible. YAML and you just like massage it into its final form like a or do you have to like write it from whole cloth from memory? You don't have to write any almost anything from memory. So basically, um, there there's things like maybe you do create deployment, but you create it. You don't actually create it, but you get the YAML from it. Yeah. Oh, you use the um, the command line to create the yeah. Like the, you can do a dry run. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, get the YAML from that, which you can then just add the few things you need. You are allowed to have access to the Kubernetes docs. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like it would be a lot I don't easier. know how I would have passed otherwise. I, my memory is not good enough for that. But. Right. I was going to say, that seems like there's a, have you heard of the knowledge test? It's called the knowledge. And, and if, you want, if you want to so. become a taxi driver in, in London, you need to sit for the knowledge, which oh. is, I'm not kidding. It's a test you have to take where, wherein they ask you to give them a route Given you know, given this starting origin point and this terminus, tell tell the 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 panel mm -hmm. how you would get there from memory, from rote memorization. Well, of course, it's twenty twenty two. I could just go to my phone and yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So in order to become, in order to get licensed to become a taxi driver, you have to yeah, go through I this insane process for anywhere in the greater London area, which is like, you know. Why, first of all, and then second of all, why, you know? Yeah, like uh, apparently it was that way for getting uh, like citizenship for the U.S. And my grandma didn't speak English, yet she somehow managed to memorize the stuff to pass. That's that's so. crazy. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but so I was kind of worried that the C no, CCAD you, you would don't, be like yeah, that Yeah, no, you get access to the docs, which if you, like, as long as you understand, like, I mean, ideally, the more you have memorized of how stuff works, the yeah. better. Like, I know conceptually but, all the moving parts in the yeah. in the core, but, like, they don't ask you to write your own operator in, no. from memory in, in Go or anything like that? Nope. Okay. Well, well, one, there is not, and CCAD, the only, like, language of any sort that you deal with is YAML. Or Bash? Any Bash? Mm-mm. Oh. Okay. Well, sounds like it, Yeah, there's not really scripting of that sort. Um, But, yeah, so... It was a lot of studying. Yeah. Um, lot, uh, my uh, friend Jerome Petazzoni made a bunch of like, he was just like, all right, what are the topics? I told him and he made a bunch of bot questions and it was super, super helpful. Like, how do you do like, like I didn't even, like obviously it's something that you should think about, but like blue green deployment center, yeah. but like I didn't actually go and like, hey, how do I actually do this? Right. If I just like randomly think about it or how do I block traffic to certain pods or just a bunch of things like that. But like, so having done some of those questions, then it was like, okay, okay, cool. And then like reading or like, then you, when you look at a problem, you're like, oh, I know what kind of problem this is. Sure. I don't remember how the YAML is supposed to look, but then you're like, I know what to look up. So I can yeah, you that. know the concepts, you just don't know the syntax yeah. maybe. Oh, that's promising. I, mm -hmm. I think I can yeah, hang. Yeah, yeah. you like, definitely can. I, I got to study, clearly. I'm not trying to diminish that. I just, at least. It's less it's, scary. Yeah. Do you have access to Google? Uh, you only have access to Kubernetes docs, Kubernetes blog, and there was one other thing, and I don't remember what it was. Well, must not have. So no, no, you don't get access to Google. Okay, that's fair. I mean, but you don't really, you don't need it. Really? Okay, I should try and just take the test and see if I can. I mean, can I use it? I, I suppose, like, if I just took the test and got like one percent less than the, re the requiring required grade, I, 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 I hope the second time around. 
knowing what I know, I'd, I'd just be okay, you know? Yeah, a friend of mine, first time, be, didn't missed it by one point, one point, but that was because there was like time, it wasn't showing the clock and there were some other issues. Oh. So there was just technical issues. But, That's um, okay, no shame in that. It's a yeah. really big thing to but know. But they, yeah. they failed by one point. Um, and then spent time studying again, ended up getting like, a 93 yeah yeah so but like the thing is you you only i think you only need like a 65 or 66 percent for it to be kind of passing which is like some of the college curves but like there's a lot there's a lot of problems there and i did not have like i i was being like silly and i couldn't even i, I was like how do i like i never i've never created uh like like just some of the stuff that you had to create with like using um like the docker cli i was just like i don't remember this like where is it oh, right. and then i wouldn't see it and then i'd like forget oh yeah and then i was just like oh my gosh and i spent too much time on it so i didn't actually finish all the questions oh but it's okay you have wiggle room right like yes oh that's a good private strategy go through the, go through with the low-hanging fruit as fast as you can yeah and don't then... don't be like me and get stuck on questions yeah, yeah, but yeah. just mark them for so you can come back yes or is you it... can come back okay so that's yeah this is good stuff see this is not at all what we're going to talk about this is actually really <laughs> useful like i want to have this conversation um and if people are learning uh, Kubernetes, as I am. Um, Me too. I mean, we're all learning it, right? There's nobody who, I, I don't know. You, you've seen the CNCF. Yeah, the, por the, the landscape. Por the landscape it chart. It just keeps I mean, growing. It's impossible to keep up. It's, a, it's like the, what is the known edge of the universe? Even if we could see it and perceive it now, it would already have grown by the time we actually right? Yeah. got the next picture of it, you know, so. Uh, it's it's like Kubernetes. You can you ne you never know what the bounds of it are. Mm -hmm. It just keeps growing. Yep. Um, and the 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 uh, exponential growth in YAML is terrifying. You know, but there's jo there's Jason, I suppose. There's Jason. Okay, so if I'm learning Kubernetes, which I am, uh, mm -hmm. I want to get started. I want to have something that's more production grade, right? I want to be able to try something out and uh, ideally not take uh, more RAM than, than Slack, you know, on my local <laughs> machine. Something I could use locally, what do you recommend? So, I I wouldn't say that, what, thing, like, production stuff you wouldn't be running locally. In no, general, but I want to like, run something production. I don't want, like, a, a, a diminished version of oh, Kubernetes. Oh, okay. Like, like a light, on, I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, you don't want, like, yeah, you don't want Kubernetes light? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some sort of, someone somewhere has yeah. Kubernetes light. Yeah. Um, I mean, since I work for VMware and I deal with Tanzu. What's a Tanzu? See, I don't even know how to fully explain because Tanzu has just got, it's like a landscape that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I know. I was wondering about that. Like, what's a... Like, I don't know how to actually, I don't know if there, oh, I haven't, I, like, I tried finding something to explain, like, what is Tanzu in general, but yeah. I failed to find that. But then there's just, like, a bunch of different, like, awesome products with it, but I don't know how you would describe the overall arching so, thing. From your so from my perspective, I see it as like I'm sitting at it where I think I think of us you and I as being sat in a room on different sides of the room, right? We're all in the Tanzu dining hall. Mm -hmm. On my side of the table I've got like Spring and RabbitMQ and mm -hmm. uh, you know Apache Geode and uh, uh, you know just the the, the the Java enterprise Java space you know mm -hmm. all that yeah and then uh, and that's apps and yeah. but obviously there's some blur mm -hmm. with getting to prod and Kubernetes and, and all that and then on the other side of the dining hall on the other side of the continuum there's 
the Yamarati, right? Like the, the <laughs> yeah, the, pretty much. Yeah, the 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 the, 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 the Tanzu Kubernetes, right? Which, yeah. Uh, well, there's also bridges in between who, right? like, so Tanzu observability, like. Oh, totally true. Yeah, because that has like very like in-depth connections with like some of the Kubernetes things, but also Spring. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. We got integrations there. And then Wavefront, right? That's a... Uh, Wavefront is tons of observer. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wavefront yeah. is, yeah. So, and then we have um, the Cloud Foundry. For, you know, the platform mm -hmm. as a service formerly known as Cloud Foundry, which is still the Cloud Foundry open source edition, much like the Android open source edition. <laughs> uh, and then there's, uh, then there's Tanzu application, serve TAS, right? There's so, Tanzu application service. There's which Tanzu, is Cloud Foundry. Tanzu application platform. Wait, what's um, Oh, that's which, the... Which came out, like... Let's see. That was, I think it was at spring one last yeah. year. Um, so like basically instead of like making your like apps like where like having to deal with what your platform is. Right. Your platform like the platform ends up dealing with some of those things, and then there's a bunch of open source like components of that. Right. Which are in the, like which they're using for a uh, Tanzu Community Edition. So it's just like this whole overarching thing. There's just a lot of stuff. So I can get tons of community edition. Is that like, mm -hmm. that's where I would, so to, to answer my question, yes. that's the Kubernetes distro I want, right? To, to get going for my local stuff. If you want to do a completely open source related things, uh, yeah, that's definitely. Well, if you're going to sit for that, like I, I want to study, Yeah. but I don't want to have to spin up an instance on some infrastructure. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, so tons of edition has two different cluster types. Uh, there's managed clusters, which is the one where you would have to spin up. On, well, actually, you, you don't have to. Right. Um, you can spin it up on some sort of infrastructure, like on AWS vSphere, Azure, but it also lets you do it on Docker. Okay. And then there's... Wait, on Docker? Is it like the Docker desktop Kubernetes? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then there is unmanaged. So you have... it. I mean, like if you run it locally, it's going to take a, like less memory and all that stuff than if you're trying to set up multiple clusters. But right. So, like, if you're just trying to, like, play with stuff around, such as setting for the Seagate. Right. Um, you could just uh, spin up Tanzu Community Edition, look um, unmanaged, and that uses uh, Kind. So okay. So, Kubernetes in Docker. Oh, so this is actually using, I guess it makes sense. It's, it's no, wait. So, you're not, like, using AKS on yeah. Azure. You're actually creating... The, the, the for the managed one? Yeah, for the managed one. Does that like... It's just directly... It's, it has nothing to do with AKS. So it's, it's, we're controlling virtual machines. We, we install our Kubernetes there. Yeah. So like, for instance, on uh, AWS, it's yeah. using EC2. So okay, so it's not there. No, it's not EKS. Okay. Yeah. That is cool. So we're actually... So you have one unified interface and one unified Kubernetes that gets installed on the at one level higher than the lowest level required to run Kubernetes. It's not using the infrastructure provider specific Kubernetes flavors. You're actually just getting one distribution. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Is that free? How much does that cost? Uh, so if you use the managed one, it's just however much it costs for your uh, like EC2 instances or um, whatever, like. Oh, I imagine. Sounds communication itself, it's open source and free. Wait, so what, how do we, maybe I should turn off the microphone. How do we make money? Like, <laughs> like has, have we figured that part out yet or no? Um, I mean, 
Tansu Kamei Edition itself, like, it covers, like, the, like, like, the specific, like, things that you have on it, like, Star Manager, whatever it is, but it's not that necessarily, but, like, overall, it covers, like, the, uh, Tanzu, uh, like, whole, like, landscape kind of thing of how, like, there's, like, there's Tanzu Standard, Tanzu Basic, etc., Advanced, um, so it covers that with open source versions, but, like, it depends on, like, what you're looking for, like, people might be like, oh, I want more than just, like, the open source support, or maybe there's specific things that I want to have, like, in, a, like, say something that involves like uh, wavefront, et cetera. Yeah. Um, people might start off using tons of community edition and be like, hey, there's these other things that I specifically want and then move over to something that is paid. Oh, so they're pretty, okay. And I imagine there must be a like a higher level control plane for federated kind of clusters or whatever. Is that, do we have anything there? Like I imagine TCE is a great way to get one cluster. What happens if I want to like have the same dashboard for lots of them though? Uh, that's if you want to do that, then you would have a Tanzu Mission Control. Ah, is that free? There is a free version. Really, that's so it's, cool. It's Why like, is that free? That's amazing. It's like I keep forgetting the name, and maybe it is light or something. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I forget what it's called. But yeah, there is a version that is free that doesn't have as many of the features, but like. <laughs> Um, on the paid one, because I haven't used the other one yet, but I need to. Yeah. Um, you can do that. Not only can you use it to like use TKG tons of Kubernetes grid to spin up clusters on AWS. Yeah. Etc. Um, you can also have it to like be like manage or like deal with clusters that you already have. What? So oh I can God. connect like my Azure, my Google, my like any of my other clusters to it and I can see what are like what's running on it. I can click a button and have it connect to uh, like Wavefront or click a button and have it have Valero to deal with backups. Wow, wait, so this gives you one unified dashboard for not just your Tanzu flavored Kubernetes, but also like GKE and AKS and EKS yeah. and whatever? Any, any Kubernetes cluster you can connect to it. Even on, surely not my local kind one. Okay, yeah, no, I don't, yeah. That would be weird. You yeah, have no, to like sorry. punch back into the, um, but okay, I see what yeah. you're saying. That's amazing. Uh, wait, so, yeah, and you can you can make things like observability, you can pull in observability. Yeah, there's in a like way a plugin, for instance, for uh, Wavefront. It's and like, you can set that up for your, yeah, for your clusters there. Yes. That's amazing. I, I I could yeah okay I'll try this out. I I confess I've only ever used the uh, tons of community edition stuff just because it's like it's lightweight and I can use it on a plane right and I I have ambitions <laughs> Tiffany of one day getting on on planes again, um, but uh, but yeah that's good stuff. Like uh, I mean I I mean I've used Kubernetes. I've used other Kubernetes. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not proud, but I, I have. <laughs> like yeah. Um, no, uh, that's great. That's so cool. So okay, how do I get started with in this part's rhetorical, but because I already know, but for the audience here, uh, how do I get started with Tanzu Community Edition? Like, is that easy enough to? Yeah, uh, go go to tanzucommunityedition.io. Okay. Uh, wow. If you go to the documentation, like, there's a bunch of different ways to install it. Um, for instance, like you can use Brew, which right. I think, depending on what you're running, I feel is one of the easiest ways to do it. That's on the Mac. That's a package manager for macOS. You can also do it on Linux, apparently. You can do homebrew on Linux? I, someone had told me that. I didn't verify this. Maybe we should before I tell the whole world that's a thing. But, um, I, if that's true, then that makes 
I mean, that's even cooler. That's pretty sure. Because that's you know, um, Jesse Frizzell. Yeah. I remember at one point she was like rocking everything in containers. Homebrew on Linux. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Goodness. Okay. The homebrew package manager may be used on Linux and Windows subsystem for Linux WSL. Huh. That's awesome. I love homebrew. It's yeah. it's really good, right? But uh, so I remember at one point, uh, Jesse was running. She, you know, she's like a, she's one of those people I, 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 I listen and try to learn, but I understand only one, one out of every five words or whatever. She's so. This, this, much, this is how I feel when I listen to you talk about spring. Oh gosh, no, no. There's a difference. She's smart. I'm just loud. There's a. She's anyway. She's talking about all this, and she was at one point, rocking like every app on her operating system was just a container. Oh yeah. Right. I remember that. It was just like, and, and when you think about it, if if you ditch your package management, if Docker becomes your, if your your container runtime becomes your package manager, then why do you need apt? Why do you need anything? You know, like just, mm-hmm. I just need the kernel. I need my user space and I've got Docker. I've got containers, you know, yeah. and everything. And I was like, oh, that's great. And I always wanted something that worked consistently across multiple operating systems. And Docker seems like it's the closest thing we've come to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or containers, I should yeah, say. Yeah, containers, yeah. Synonymous, right? Interchangeable. Um, uh, in the way that people say, pass me a Kleenex when they mean a tissue. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, but, uh, and I was, and I was, I kept on thinking, gosh, you know, if I could ever, if I was ever to go back to Linux, and I have a Dell Precision 5520 around the house somewhere with Linux on it, but, you know, I went to the, I went to the blue side, right? So, but anyway, if I were to ever go back to it, I always wanted, like, I don't want to go back to apt. You know, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. Yum or whatever. I like. It's the only thing I don't like about Linux is, I mean, I love the package management system. Mm-hmm. I, of course I do. I mean, and Mac has never, it doesn't have a package management system built in. Yeah. Right? Brew is, it was born of that and uh, Ports. Did you ever use Ports? I did not. Ports was pretty good. It was not, you know, if you had nothing, then anything looked great, right? Like, because uh, Mac doesn't have a package manager. Mm-hmm. Windows didn't. Yeah. I mean, there's new Git or whatever. Right? Is that for DLLs and dependencies? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either anymore. But they didn't for a long time. Maybe maybe they do now, you know. Um, and then somehow, Homebrew, which was born in the Mac world, has now become this solution that we might be able to use on Linux. I can't believe it, you know. I haven't tried it, oh. but the concept, the fact that it's there is cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll but, try that yeah, out. Yeah, so um, you end up getting the Tanzu CLI. Yeah. Um, then you can choose, hey, like for... If I want to create a managed or unmanaged cluster, for instance, if you wanted, if you want to use the GUI for creating, a, for like for creating a managed cluster, if that's your preferred way of going about it, then like that. Where does this GUI come from? Um, it's one of the flags that you include from the Tanzu CLI. It'll pop up a GUI. There's a GUI, and that's part of the is that TCE or what is that? Uh, well, it yeah, I mean, it, it's part of just the Tanzu CLI. It's not. Yeah. So cool. So like, um, basically, then you can just be like, hey, click on it and be like, oh, I want to click on Azure. I want to click on like whatever it is and fill in stuff. Yeah. Which is nice, at least for me. Yeah, totally. Um, you don't have to remember all those flags. Yeah. Flags are thinking that out. <laughs> um, then, yeah, you can end up having your cluster. And then there's this really cool like aspect of Tantic Communication that is for packaging. So like... Say you, some some things might be like a pain in the butt to like manually like install, like 
I, I'm not saying it cert. is, but like cert manager, like I don't know. Actually, I haven't actually installed it manually, so maybe cert manager is super easy. It might be a single line command. I don't actually know off the top of my head. Um, but like, there's a bunch of packages. So it uses um, the like Carvel to tool suite. So if you go to Carvel.dev, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different tools there. C A R V E L L. One L. It's like Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Carvel. Carvel.dev. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of tools there. Um, some people may have heard of some of them, like Tap, which you can use for uh, deploying applications, and it considers an entire like thing that you deploy together as an application. So like, say if you're using just like KubeCuddle, for instance, and you mm. deploy a bunch of apps into the same namespace. Yeah. If you want to look at just one of them, you'll have to deal with like labels and a bunch of stuff. Oh. Whereas, or if you do a KubeCuddle get all, it doesn't actually get all. No. Yeah. Just a. So like you have everything that you want to have together you can consider as a single application so then you can actually see every single thing that is related to it'll show you like the dependency oh. tree and everything like that nice um there's ytt which is used for yaml templating so so you can have like i don't know just something basic like a values file and therefore you don't have to manually like change the values every single time that you want you can just have different is that files. like customized plus plus I so um, to like learn more a little bit more about like the difference. Um, if you go to Tanzu.tv yeah, and go to Tanzu Tuesdays, uh, Lee Capelli just did a talk on that on Tuesday. Lee Capelli, okay, yeah, one of our teammates. One of our teammates, yeah. So he just did a talk on that, like, yeah, literally on Tuesday. So, so early April, uh, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. So, yeah, dates are important, huh? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it has stuff with customized and stuff with YTT. Wow. Um, yeah. So he does a much better job of explaining that stuff than me. Um, there's things that what customized can do that YTT can't, I believe, but yeah, there's a bunch of things that you can do with YTT that you can't do customized. Um, and then there's cap controller, which is what is used for this packaging stuff. Right. So basically by default, it'll have, there's, if you go to the, there's like a, on the Tonsic Condition website, there's like a packages tab. So you can see all the things that are in there. So like, for instance, you can just be like uh, Tanzu package install, and then you give it whatever the name. So you can, uh, and then you can install like the available versions there of like KPack. So for, instead of like using Docker files, if right. I want to just like build a container from here's my code. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's cert manager. KPack is build packs as a service. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, well, yeah, basically it's, um, so then there's also, there's like contour for ingress. Basically there's just a bunch of different packages there and you can just be like, install this. In the, so the Tanzu package install and then the coordinates and the version and you get all that stuff easily installed. Yeah. And like on the docs, it shows for each package of how to set them up. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So that's... just like it's, and then you can also create your own packages if you want as well. So you got your one stop shop for deploying, managing, and uh, maintaining Kubernetes and its ecosystem all inside the Kubernetes. Tanzu. Yeah, basically, Tanzu. yeah, because like, especially with versioning in general, even for like packages, like trying to deal with like what versions work together and all that stuff, it can like dealing with that all yourself can be kind of a pain. Yeah. So it's done for you. I mean, huh. everything's opinionated, of course, to some extent, <laughs> but like, again, you can make your own packages if you want to. Well, and, and to the extent, I mean, yeah. There are opinions, mm -hmm. but again, worth it's worth name dropping just one more time. We've got two of the three big founders of Kubernetes 
on the team, these are good opinions. You're not going to be, you know, we're not leading you too far astray here. You know? <laughs> We've got, you know, they're good opinions. You can, mm-hmm. you don't have to trust me. You should definitely trust Tiffany. And you, <laughs> you should definitely trust, you know, some of the other people on the Tanzu team. Uh, is that fair? I think that's fair. Yeah. Good stuff. So, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of itching to go try this stuff out. Um, TanzuCommunityEdition.io. Mm-hmm. That's that's for the audience who wants to get get their Kubernetes journey started, or if they want to pass a CCAD. And also, if you want to test it out without having to install anything locally, okay. If you go don't. on, <laughs> so there is the Tanzu uh, Developer Center website. Um, it's vm it's vmware.com/developer, or you can just get there from Tanzu.tv. Um, there's workshops. There's huh. two workshops there at least as of right now, yeah. um, that you can do to test out Tansu Community Edition. So cool. Now, you and I are working on some, some we're working on some stuff, right? We're going to be presenting in beautiful Barcelona, Spain. I'm excited. I'm excited. And in Chicago. And in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Spring and- One Tour, Chicago. Don't miss it. And if you, if you have a choice, if you, like, if you want tapas, you go to Spain. If you want pizza, you, you go to Chicago. Either way, we Come. have to get pizza in Chicago. We're going to have to get pizza in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And, and tapas. And, and, yes. Uh, yeah. So, either way, come for, the, uh, come for the pizza and tapas. Stay for the winning, <laughs> right? Come for our talk. It, we're going to be talking about building Kubernetes controllers and operators and all that with, with uh, Spring, right? Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I'm like, I'm so excited. We're going to do this. So, that'll be cool. That's this year, April 2022, Spring One Tour. We're going to be doing that at all the... Hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully all the stops. But the first one, the first stop on this train is Chicago, you know. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Also attached to the Tanzu TV website, you can find a Spring One Tour there. And I'll show you all of the locations that are currently scheduled for where we'll be going over the ne- all the way between the end of April yeah. and I think uh, October. Wow, it's going to be quite a year. Is partially in the U.S. and partially not. Yeah, partially without. It's crazy. We're like, we've been, you know sat at home and we're, we're not tapering up are we it's just really you know we went from zero to like 60 in you know a couple of days we're gonna we're out there this we're, we'll be there we'll be wearing masks but we're gonna be there you know it's gonna yep. be crazy i'm not looking forward to wearing masks in the hot places um oh i mean if anyone's wondering why i sound kind of weird right now i am wearing a mask <laughs> yeah i've got a bit of a sniffle and it's a cold I, I, i've tested negative on Four tests. Four different COVID tests at this point, <laughs> but still, you know, it's a it's a cold. Sorry about that. Um, okay. <sighs> you, well, you got it after awesome adventures in Hawaii. Yeah. I, well, this is my second trip. I, I mean, the first trip. I told you, I, up until this trip, that was the only trip I had taken since the pandemic descended, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, on that first trip, I got COVID. This one, I got a cold. Hopefully, <laughs> next time, I'll just get like. Nothing. Nothing. Just yeah. nothing. I'm just, just nothing. tapering. I'm going down from like, yeah. So good stuff. Okay. I guess we're, you know, we did it. We, we, I, I think people have a good idea of uh, which phone they should be using. <laughs> which, which, do which they know? No, do they? We'll never know. Uh, and which Kubernetes distribution they should be using. And certainly which one I should be using. Uh, I think we're good. I think we did good. Do you want to leave people with anything? I have no idea. Um, 
you can do it. Um, I don't know. Do like that just goes back from the part that I never backtracked to start with is that like how I even got to being a developer advocate. Oh yeah, we're not good. Go on. <laughs> Tell me that. more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started off doing electrical engineering. I guess even further back, joined my high school's robotics team. Yeah. Uh, was like, oh, I should be like a lawyer or something. I don't know what I want to do. Or CEO but, of Apple. Yeah. Or, or CEO of Apple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I ended up doing, I was like mechanical electrical, uh, question mark. Um, decided on electrical engineering because I was like, oh, that's more broad than computer engineering. Ended up taking only computer engineering electives except for one and should have done that because I could have taken CS electives. Mistakes made. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> went to Intel and was doing like digital circuit test debug. I had fun. I wanted to do some coding too, but that wasn't an option. Met a manager who was across the cube aisle from me, um, who was doing open source Go, um, like for a telemetry framework. It was cool. like a three, four person team at that point. Wow. Um, ended up joining it. Never heard of Go before, so that was my introduction to Go. It's a nice language. And uh, really great ecosystem. Yeah, I got it, learned about Docker from that. Yeah. Um, started attending some conferences. Uh, created a Twitter, even though I thought Twitter was dumb before and that all, because I thought, who wants to hear about, hey, I had a sandwich or I went to like <laughs> X plays. Like, no, nobody cares about that part of my life. Um, that's weird. And I don't care about uh, like every random thing that people are like doing. But yeah. then I found out it's a huge thing in tech. And yeah, it's for really some cool. Yeah. Um, so did that. Um, a manager at Amazon ended up finding me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> ended up switching over to developer advocacy there since it was kind of related to some of the stuff I was doing just like speaking at some conferences yeah. um, actually and then like there was a little break between Intel and Amazon where I worked with uh, Jerome uh, at, on some stuff at Docker for just like a little contract thing which was fun because we were in Paris and everything um yeah so the, yeah that's kind of my little arc but basically like you no, you don't have to like have I mean yes I did tech but like you don't have to have like a computer science degree or whatnot to be able to like get into tech and you can totally change what you're doing. You just need to like maybe have either someone be willing to give you the opportunity to try something new or like self teach further. Yeah. But like you can do it. I, that's a good thing to remind people of. That's a great thing to remind them of. Yeah, it's true. Cause there, there's nobody that knows everything. I, I, I definitely don't. Yeah, me either. Certainly. I don't know anybody that nobody does. Yeah. Right? It's, it's impossible. So don't feel just because you don't understand this doesn't mean you don't, you don't understand something that's valuable and useful to somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, when I say this, I mean just any random thing. Uh, yeah, it's a great point. Great, great, great point. And connections. Connections are very important. Isn't that very sad, important. though? It is sad. Mm, it's true, but otherwise, it's sad. Unless you, like, happen to come across, the right person happens to see it, maybe you accidentally get passed up for, like, maybe it's hundreds of interviews or yeah. thousands. Who knows? Totally but, true. like... Definitely have connections. Um, it it just it helps so much in this industry. It's, it's crazy. A, it's a cult. I, like I've I've said it before. I I'm only here because of luck. You know, like it's all just been a crazy string of luck. And the first several jobs I had in this industry were all people who knew me and knew I was a big old nerd that wrote code on his free time on a weekend on a sunny day. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and like okay, they are like that's the nerd we want. We want him on our team. And so I've always had like offers. They weren't necessarily lucrative per se, you know, but they were offers. And, and then eventually I just, you know, it just one thing led to another and then GitHub comes around 
And suddenly you have this opportunity to advertise yep. to a much larger ecosystem. And now Twitter as well, you know, Twitter, yeah, GitHub. Like, Twitter can help with stuff, doing open source things, whether it's your own projects or other people's projects yeah. on GitHub. LinkedIn. Totally. Definitely is a good place to have people reach out to. It, it, so you, it, even if you're not tending that garden, it's not a bad idea to install a plant or two, you know, like yeah. you want to have that door that a little placement says, hi, I'm here, you know, and you know, it, it's, it's sad, but all the jobs that I've had were because somebody who knew me from some other place was like, Hey, we want, we're looking for X, Y, and Z interested. And I'm like, mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I've never really, I had one job ever where I like went through the grind of like interviewing and stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And then that was even that one, the people I met there, I still, I have some great friends from there, but it was like, I'll never, ever work there again, ever. You know, I hope, I hope never to be stuck in that terrible job, you know? Mm -hmm. Usually people that know me know what I'd be interested in. They bring me into circumstances that would be good for me and it's good for them, hopefully, you know? Uh, and yeah, you're right. 100%. You're so right. I, it's a great point to remind people of. It's, it's relationships, but the good news is you can get those relationships for free, almost, kind of. I mean, if you, if you, your time has, your time is valuable. So it's mm -hmm. not free, free, but like, just go out there and send some pull requests or make some friends on Twitter or something. It's not. Yeah, create a pull request. Yeah. Make an issue. Ask questions. Yeah, like, uh, you Ex know. Just exist there. Exactly. And, it, and obviously, it's a bit of a problem because this industry is, mm, it's not great at, rewarding um it, it's not a merit it like I, well first of all i hate to use that term meritocracy right it's not it's not truly fully merit-based you know what i'm saying like yeah. obviously there are a million people that could do my job on the, there are a million people on the planet that given the opportunity would work harder and do a better job you know what i'm saying oh yeah totally yeah but so it, at some point you just have to accept that your success I am is very much replaceable me too exactly and 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 I wouldn't even blame them for wanting to, you know, like it would just be like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I'm, I'm perpetually it's amazed. Like, oh, okay, that I get it. I'm perpetually amazed. I have a job like, well, this is, this is getting silly. You know, <laughs> like, come on. But anyway, like, uh, yeah, I, I, at some point you just got to realize it's luck, right? And you sure. Once they, somebody, somebody opened the door for me. Once I got in, I was like, okay, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to see if I can stay worthy of this privilege, but it is a privilege, you know, mm -hmm. it's totally a privilege. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. That's a great point. And you, you had a, you know, you, you have a very good brain. You were, you did something different and it was awesome. And then you, you took a different turn, you know, and that's awesome as well, obviously. Well, except for the part where you, uh, started to slum it and joined our team. That's, <laughs> don't know what that was about. That was a mistake we were made, uh, but we're grateful for you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm glad I'm here too. I, I enjoy talking to you and I'm I'm lucky enough that I get to just like slack you or send you a text message on your green android uh text message <laughs> thing but uh but what, what about the rest of the world where can they find you if you want to be found uh twitter uh twitter.com slash tiffany t-i-f-f-a-n-y uh f-a my middle name f-a-y and then the letter j so tiffany fay j yes and you just as you spelled it okay yeah, or like tiffany jernigan on linkedin tiffany jernigan j-e-r-n-i-g-a-n yeah all right you did good it. stuff uh on linkedin rock on anything you want to leave people with i have no idea <laughs> me either and that's the wrap good stuff thank you for joining me thanks for writing
A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.